0: welcome to episode 40 of the bike shop boyfriend podcast i'm your host dustin on this episode we're getting into my weekend plans as well as collaborations in the industry and how to support your favorite podcast all this and more here we go Everyone, welcome to episode forty of the Bike Shop Boyfriend podcast. I'm your host, Dustin. Uh, So happy to get another episode done uh, or underway. I should even be saying Uh, in my mind, it's always done. I don't know why I feel that way. That's should go maybe get that checked out. Anyways. That being said, I welcome you to the Bike Chef Boyfriend Podcast, where we sort of get into the nuts and bolts of the industry, uh, my current goings-on, on on the bike, off the bike, and a few other fun things. Um, First up, I just want to give a massive shout-out to um, Far Ride Magazine. It came to my attention that uh, in a previous interview with Mr. Calamino, uh, he shared on his instagram uh actually a photo of myself in the current issue of far ride magazine i believe it's issue nine um overwhelmed slightly humbled very uh i'm actually kind of feeling shy about it to be honest Uh, i didn't think i would ever end up in a publication uh in this lifetime but uh lo and behold uh i'm actually in the pages of the latest far ride magazine so a uh, massive thank you to the crew, the editorial board, um, Calamino, and Sogun for uh, riding across Canada back in March. Uh, again, you can hit up that whole interview that we did actually here on the Bike Shop Boyfriend podcast. Uh, it's definitely well worth a listen. Um, let me know what you think. Let me know what you think of the episode uh, in and of itself and also the issue that goes with it. Um, It's actually kind of fun to listen back and hear that conversation. And then uh, I'm looking forward to getting my hands on an issue of Far Ride magazine and uh, sort of reminisce about how the two compare and contrast and maybe even complement each other um, and see how that all goes. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to let you all know about that little bit of news there. So it goes without saying that I actually feel that this episode is going to be a bit of a long listen. So I do apologize, but also not. I do want to give you the listener uh, as much value as possible with these podcasts. Um, That being said, uh, I just want to sort of touch on my first topic uh, is going to be collaboration in the industry itself. Uh, That's also the bike industry. uh, In case you're wondering which one I'm talking about. Um, Sorry for those who wanted to for me to get into the nuts and bolts of, uh, the, the train industry maybe. Um, but some established brands actually are collaborating with other established companies for exclusive and limited, uh, content and products. Um, it's actually very interesting that, um, Bontrager and Garmin are actually going to be doing a collaboration. Uh, they're offering a limited Garmin 1030 head unit with all the specifications of what a Garmin 1030 does have. Um, but it does have a few other cool little features. Uh, one of them is that when you purchase the head unit and it comes with a particular Trek bike or I think any bicycle that comes from um, the retail venue, you can actually put that in the head unit to actually connect with Garmin Connect that if and when your bike needs service, maybe after a certain amount of kilometers, it will give you a prompt as the rider slash user uh, owner of your bike um, to maybe bring it into a bike shop to have it serviced, looked at, what have you, um, just to make sure you're on top of maintenance and uh, staying on top of any kind of issues that could possibly crop up. I think that's actually a great idea. I'd like to see more head units uh, companies that, you know, store data like that to actually make the data really user friendly for the users uh, slash riders. Um, another one is going to be Giro uh, bike helmets and bicycle apparel um, or cyclist apparel. I should be calling it um, and Rativist, uh the popular bike blogger. Um, He's got a whole product range that is in collaboration with it. Mostly in that drab olive color that is uh, pretty popular with the cool kids lately. Um, I would announce this, but oh wait. Lo and behold, it's sold out. Um, That's kind of meant as a joke, really. If any of you pay attention to the Radivist site within 5 to 10 minutes, uh, any product that's been announced is sold out. So I assume that uh, even though that this collaboration has been announced, it's already been sold out. Um, so good luck to any of you who are trying to get it on eBay. Um, and those of you who already have it, enjoy it. Maybe uh, flip it for uh, a quick buck if you need it. Um, but I also just want to say that it's great to see a company like Jiro actually reach out to a a uh, fairly large influencer in uh, in the bicycle industry in that uh, John Watson's voice and uh, particular insight and photography for that matter um, plays a huge role in the actual sort of branding identity for Jiro. Um, I'd like to see more of this kind of collaboration from influencers uh, and also getting individual voices to inform and Design slash uh, decorate certain products um, with a particular unique colorway. Uh, ideally, I would love to see a brand like Trek, which has actually gone on to consume uh, other bike builders in the industry, such as Gary Fisher, Klein Bikes, and this and that. And this is actually a point my uh, my boss made up uh, that he would love to see the sort of umbrella owner of the bike brand actually use the individual brands under their umbrella to create one-off limited edition versions of past brand bikes that they now own. Uh, Meaning, say in this particular case, Trek owns Klein bikes which had like super snazzy paint jobs. Um, The bikes are very similar and inspired to uh, what is now the Amanda type uh, frame set. And also a little bit of a, uh, I would call it almost like the Cannondale type look too. And little bits of Cervello in there too in terms of design philosophy. Um, but they had the snazziest paint jobs going on their bikes. It would be amazing if Trek reissued that as like a Project One type um, option that you can get for your bike. Uh, in that it's a cl- like a legacy tight paint job in their project one lineup or it's just a one-off bike with like a limited size run of uh bikes so that way trek is not going to be holding on to all these bikes for forever and ever same kind of idea goes for the gary fisher lineup or even the lamont lineup um i don't know if they sold off lamont but i know that they bought lamont back in the day um and talking about trek here but it'd be amazing if gary fisher who's still around and actually a huge uh flavor i would almost have to say to Trek's brand um if he came into the design team sort of got his own hands and fingerprints onto say a top fuel or even a power fly bike or even a gravel type bike uh i.e the checkpoint but made a gary fisher version of it um say with like all chrome or very unique Gary Fisher aesthetic detail because the man himself is a personality. If you've seen his mustache, you've seen the personality. Um, so I'm just thinking like that would be amazing sort of collaborations to see. Uh, Shimano would actually be, oh, Shimano also going to be under this collaboration in the brand sort of industry. Um, they're actually pairing with Michelin and have developed soles for some of their shoes, uh, especially in a non-slip type surface. Uh, Giro has already done this with Vibram in some of their products. Uh, but, uh, sorry, Shimano is doing it with Michelin and creating unique soles. I'm actually very excited to perhaps get my hands on a particular pair of Shimano shoes, uh, especially with these Michelin soles for maybe gravel riding or... Uh, more off-road purpose, Um, just to have that maybe more ruggedness uh, for climbing and walking on slippery rocks, uh, dusty surfaces, mud, all that fun stuff, because Michelin does make a great compound uh, to shed that kind of material. And also, but last but not least, uh, Supacaz uh, bar wrap and uh, grips, they are working in collaboration with Specialized actually on a unique set of um, paint jobs as well as finishing uh, kit and trim for um, saddles, particularly the power saddle, which is meant to complement the bar wrap that they have uh, going on. And I guess it doesn't hurt that uh, Peter Sagan and his Bora Hansgrohe team uh, use the SuperCAS grip tape for their team bikes uh, which are specialized by the way but i'm just saying i think that's more of a good thing and i do think it really helps uh the cycling brands sort of lift their profile and sort of get out of the norm of what their brand is perceived to be um some brands that i would really like to see do this are uh for sure giant um however i don't know who they would sort of collaborate with when They're very much uh, their own island in a weird way. Uh, They don't do a lot of collaborations. They don't absorb other companies as much. Um, So that's very unique and very interesting to see what would Giant do. Uh, But that's just me spitballing, mostly because I love Giant. Um, But I would love to see uh, Pinarello. They have done that actually in the past with both uh, Jaguar and now Ford. Uh, automotive so those are insights to like move pinarellos a little bit forward uh, into shock absorption and uh, compliance for riding um, and making bikes more fun to ride that way Um, but yeah let me know what you think Uh, which collaborations would you like to see in the industry is it luxury brands that you would like to see with Uh, bike apparel or cycling apparel Uh, is it shoes sort of matching it with say a a nike design team Um, or would it be personalities outside or within the sport that would inform a whole collection uh, based on their aesthetic and taste level i would call it Um, like imagine if lebron james designed a cycling shoe i'm just saying i'm just saying that would be a pretty amazing thing Um, let me know what you think So you probably want to know what I got up to this weekend. Well, your bike shop boyfriend uh, got up to pretty much the remaining cycling goal for himself uh, for 2018. I'm speaking in the third person. I apologize. Um, but yeah, I'm approaching the tail end of my cycling season, and I've got some goals and objectives and uh, that I wanted to sort of get done for this particular ride. It is uh, a two-day event, and it is... Uh, approximately uh, 85 kilometers or so of uh, a figure 8 type route Um, and I'm very much looking forward to it, Uh, last year I came in either 3rd or 5th, one of the two uh, for the course uh, the longer course value Uh, I believe my compatriot Paul was uh, also riding that one Um, Unfortunately, they don't give you timing chips, so you really don't know where you're at, and uh, that's something I would love to see this event do, uh, especially for those of us that are wanting to do the challenge, Um, and to challenge yourself, you do wanna sort of better yourself, so I would suggest that maybe an extra little bit of a fee, there'd be some timing chips, I don't know, I'm just putting it out there. Um, But my goals actually going into this event uh are really just just feel good while getting into this sort of uh ride um and because there's numbers uh I might refer to it as a race because as soon as you pin on those numbers it becomes a race anyways um but yeah next year uh this is sort of already sorry this ride is already sort of forecasting my ambitions for 2019 i'm already extrapolating them out for that year um i'm already looking forward to uh, a return to the badlands gravel battle uh with the guys with the band and uh i definitely want to do more gravel riding and i will be traveling for gravel next year um the real big goal is to do three events in total next year in 2019 um But I also want to make more of an investment into my existing gravel bike, uh, AKA the bride, AKA Black Mamba, um, AKA Beatrix. And with that, I mean, uh, I want to upgrade my wheels, my drivetrain, uh, as well as my handlebars. Uh, I'm definitely looking at a power meter as well. Um, I really want to get into it just to do my best with it and also just to enjoy riding. Uh, But oddly enough, me enjoy my riding is not just me riding a bike; it's also me getting as much data from my rides as possible. Uh, it's a weird sort of paradox there, where you try to forget the the computers, the head units, uh, how you feel, and this and that, and uh, just sort of enjoy what's around you. Um, also, my goals for next year are to just be more fit going into next season. Uh, I for sure want to be working on core strength. Uh, Going into this weekend, I've noticed that I've got a slight uh, lower back strain. Um, I do want to increase my uh, TSS, uh, which is total stress score, uh, in the offseason and getting dialed in and focused and more pinpointed towards uh, these gravel events. And I would love to do uh, more charity rides next season as well. Um, unfortunately, this is going to be probably my only charity ride for 2018. Last year I did three. Um, but this year I'm only doing the one. And uh, I'm kind of actually a little bit sad about that. But I'm also kind of realistic about my time commitments. Uh, and also um, uh, just sort of my schedule. It's it's kind of a little bit busier this year. And... Uh, But yeah but without further ado uh, we're gonna go straight into uh, the audio that I recorded for this particular episode and uh, race Uh, just to give you a little preamble it starts really early in the morning I turn on a recorder and I started making a smoothie the uh, following clip is actually gonna be the post-ride review and I hope you enjoy it. I'm using a new hand mic uh, that is not using my iPhone, which is how I've been making all these episodes uh, since. Um, so I'm adding a new sort of recording device to make these episodes a bit more uh, non-dependent on the iPhone, but also just a bit more hot mic'd and live. Um, it's something that I do want to get into this podcast. Um, So bear that in mind, enjoy, and here we go. by the sound of that alarm, it's early 30 o'clock, just bear in mind the, uh, got the air conditioning on, I'm just gathering my thoughts and starting my morning here, it is currently 10 to 6 (laughs) Uh, AM, and I'm just making a easy to digest uh, smoothie, this is Sort of a race day day recipe for just consuming calories and getting some nutrients in. Uh, It pretty much consists of two bananas, some frozen tropical fruit, just because I like the flavor, and there's some fiber content in that pineapple. And the liquid I use to whip it all together is uh, almond milk uh, with a hint of vanilla. It's uh, approximately 90 calories per serving. So all this is very low calorie, all said, but you begin to uh, consume some of the calories uh, in the morning and helps my gut sort of digest stuff. Oh, I also add some steel-cut oats to uh, thicken it up and also get that high fiber and get that slow GI um, release going that's how I consume porridge is uh throwing steel cutouts into a smoothie so that's me um more to come on uh, race day prep here all right so just driving back uh post ride slash race I guess we can hyphenate that um so lined up at the beginning. Uh, this is just going to be a quick race rundown of how it all went. Um, lined up with uh, a buddy from high school and his company. Uh, they were, uh, his company is sponsoring their team. So lined up with them because it was a familiar face. And they happened to be smack dab right in the front of everyone. Uh, to lead out uh, about, uh, I'd say there was about 500, 600 riders uh, starting today. And, uh, yeah, it was a good group. And so it was just fun to actually be on the front for all of that. Um, and then we rode on the front and I, in particular was on the front for pretty much the entire day, uh, and the entire route. Um, I'm actually just double pace or doubling back actually on some of the course right now, driving back into town. Um, benefits of having a handy voice recorder is that it's hands free Um, so kudos to that I guess Um, yeah just uh, driving back and it's kind of cottage country in this particular region Uh, it's right next to Lake Winnipeg Uh, my geology from 7th grade is still uh, in my fact finding uh, memory grapes here Uh, it's I believe the 14th largest body of water uh in the world so hey we got that um but uh, yeah i'm driving right next to it uh it's kind of coastline there's uh, a few cottages actually right physically next to the water line um and i'm just driving through sandy point which is one of the spots here that uh the course itself went down uh the benefit of actually this course was that there is a uh for a good portion of the southern route of it the overall route itself is uh, a figure eight and at the top of the eight the secondary circle there is uh, an additional loop so that's how you get all the distance in that they uh, put on offer for the day one. Uh, second day is going to be just the southern part of that figure eight if uh, that visual helps yeah uh, and currently I'm just repacing uh, the southern part which is the bigger part of the uh, figure eight Um, on the shoulder here, there's actually one, two, three, Eh, my guess is it's about a four, five foot wide shoulder and it's wonderfully paved, uh, having ridden onto it. Um, like I was saying, I was on the front for the entire time. Um, and at around the 12 kilometer mark of the ride, uh, I upped my pace, uh, a rider, Decided uh, around the eight-kilometer mark to uh, overtake uh, the front group that we were, and uh, they just took off down the road. And uh, at kilometer twelve or so, uh, I fl- upped my pace uh, to something that I could hold and sustain for I think the entire ride. Um, and I shoulder-checked, and there was pretty much no one behind me. Um, my friends from and shop friends from uh, the bike shop are doing uh, service wagon stuff. So they actually drove right by and they waved and all that. So that was actually kind of cool, but that was the only time I actually saw them the entire ride. And as I finished going from the uh, uh, Southern park and if I can visually sort of articulate it, you have to turn left and you end up going towards the coastline again. Uh, there's a highway there that doubles back and turns you north. Um, so you're at the bottom of the figure eight. So as you come on that secondary, uh, the bottom loop, I would call it, and you veer back towards the top of that eight, uh, that would be north. Um, I, I guess picked up uh, an escort of motorcycle, and I actually had a motorcycle escort for the entire ride, uh, remainder of my ride, uh, so for 50 some odd kilometers, I had, uh, motorcycle escort, because I was so much in the lead, I asked, uh, how ahead I was, uh, in this ride, and, uh, I keep saying ride, I, they gave me numbers so I can view it as a race, and that's why I went competitively onto it, um, But that being said, they uh, told me that I had about a 15-minute gap as I was at uh, Winnipeg Beach, and when I came north, and actually when I finally finished my ride, they told me that I had about a 20-minute, 22-minute lead between myself and the person in second. Um, So that was kind of cool. Spoiler alert, I did finish first uh, overall in the whole ride. Um, so that was like quite the big day uh, of riding my, just to give you some data of uh, how I rode it um, I aimed to sort of average uh, about 32 to 35 kilometers an hour, but more importantly I uh, actually tried to keep um, my heart rate in and around 160 beats per minute Uh, it did get go higher at some portions of the ride Uh, there is uh, a bit of a northern headwind actually that uh, really did um, uh, push back and actually caused my heart rate to go up to uh, about 180 just shy of it 178 I think is the number I saw and uh, overall finished uh, the ride way faster than I thought I would Um, I know last year's ride that I did, um, the exact same course, uh, I finished that ride in two hours and 51 minutes, um, I have yet to review, uh, the time data and all that fun stuff yet on this particular ride, but, um, I know I'm for sure within two hours actually, uh, because the ride started at 10 and I was finished by 1230, uh, and they delayed the actual start at 10 uh, by a little bit. So I figure I might actually be on the just other side of two hours of having finished all that riding. Um, but if I'm on that particular, well, if I'm at two and a half hours, I'd actually be very happy with that too. Um, my goal is to actually only do five minutes better, uh, of my ride than, what it is. Um, Just to give you an idea of what it looks like here, uh, it's cottage country, uh, what is known as cottage country, and it's in the middle-ish part of the province, uh, and it's about 100 kilometers plus, uh, (laughs) plus or minus, like 20 maybe, on either side of that. Um, And because it's uh, a little bit more north of the city, Uh, The colors are already beginning to change on the foliage here. So there's lots of greens, yellows, uh, red and orange. Uh, I've been watching art history documentaries about the Baroque period. Um, Baroque? I I don't know. I prefer to say Baroque. Um, And the Renaissance and all that fun stuff. So that being said, uh, some lovely, lovely uh, landscapes in and around here. On my left is still uh, some portion of Lake Winnipeg, and on my right is um, pretty much farmland, actually, is what it is. They already did some harvesting I saw on the drive out um, that they had uh, actually a lot of uh, hay and also hay bales stacked up, so a lot of the fields do look uh, quite... down, I guess, would be the right term and terminology. Um, But yeah, I actually really, really love this uh, sort of um, woodlands meets farmlands, uh, very flat sort of looking uh, landscape. And uh, yeah, but overall, um, had a really good uh, ride slash race. Really, really happy with how I felt on this one. All that training on trainer road, and all the sacrifice and time on the bike uh, when it was maybe more fun to ride um, outside—it really sort of came up trumps, and I'm really happy with uh, how I met my goals today. And uh, we'll see how I feel when when I have to meet other goals. Tomorrow is going to be a recovery ride. I already told uh, friends. Uh, that I rode with at the beginning there that I would treat it as a recovery ride and would go as fast as they could manage. Uh, it's a smaller loop. It's only going to be about 40 kilometers. Uh, so less, just shy of less than half. Um, I think last year it was closer to about 45, 46 kilometers, all said. Um, a lot of the riders that my buddy Chris was riding with, uh, they, that that may have been like their third to fifth ride actually physically on the bike. So that being said, I don't know how how they're all going to feel. But yeah, I'll take it easy on them. I'm just going to use tomorrow as a day to just spin the legs Um, because they they definitely did really, really well today. I did notice that uh, I had some lower back issues uh, earlier this week, and actually I had a really bad lower back Strain uh, yesterday and uh, stretched it out, iced it, uh, even took some medication just to relax uh, the muscles in and around there. And uh, my back was pretty achy actually for the entire ride, but I'm really uh, hoping that that's not going to be much of an issue. Uh, Tonight I'm going to be stretching it out, doing some uh, yoga postures uh, to help really. Uh, engage the core a little bit and also stretch it out uh, my lower back that is and uh, put the legs up for the rest of the day um, hoping to stuff my face full of pasta um, I should mention uh, food nutrition wise I actually had uh, a lot of I had one bottle of water and I had one bottle of Rock-Tain, uh summer breeze iced tea or summer tea I should call it Um, it has a little bit of, uh, calorie intake into it. It's not terribly sweet, so it's very palatable. And also, um, there's a bit of caffeine into it, so it does give you a little bit of a wake up, uh, to actually continue riding. Uh, the temperature today, or today was around 23 or so, uh, but I think with the humidity it's closer to 27, 28, um. And I do apologize to my friends at uh, a local coffee house, uh, Flatland Coffee Roasters. Uh, I was planning on actually stopping in, but uh, I'm actually sort of going to aim to treat myself to finish uh, this whole weekend of riding um, tomorrow by saying hi and popping in there. Um, But yeah. Yeah. Nutrition-wise, so that was uh, my hydration. And then other uh, stuff I had on me was uh, Science & Sport Isotonic Gels. I had three of those uh, as well as a uh, Go Bar, I think it's called, uh, also from Science & Sport. Um, The little strategy I did with that was I actually broke it into two pieces uh, inside the wrapper. So that way when I finally opened it, um, the first piece was very uh, one bite. Uh, mouthful Uh, chipmunked it in my cheek, tried to bite it and chew it as best I could while riding Um, I think some of it fell out maybe Um, but other than that it was really palatable it's very uh, I think there's actually puffed rice in it and it's actually kind of uh, good in that it's crunchy that way Um, and then for the isotonic gels uh, one of them was caffeine based uh, or had caffeine in it and the other ones uh, were just basic electrolyte top ups uh, as well as quick calories. Um, reason for the isotonic was they're really easy on the stomach. They go down very quickly, very smooth. Um, as long as you know you get it in your mouth, uh, it is very, very fluid. I will point that out. Um, so, just a heads up if you're enjoying that product. And then also, uh, I had. Oh, I had my Haribo uh, soda, uh, cola bottles. That's it. Um, just as a little bit of an incentive to, uh, and motivation to keep going. However, I didn't actually in, eat many of them until I finished my ride. Um, I would have liked to have, uh, had some of that maybe during the ride, but being shadowed by a motorcycle behind you, uh, sort of acting as, uh, sort of a buffer, actually. Uh, The reason why they didn't put it in front of me was because, one, the road wasn't closed. Uh, The roads that we rode on today, uh, they're non-closed roads. So just for safety precaution, it was better for them to be behind me the entire ride um, rather than me getting an aero advantage. Uh, And the reason for being behind is that it's a bigger uh, sort of barrier uh, obstruction for drivers who are trying to pass on the highway To actually go around uh, the motorcycle and I found like I had all sorts of daylight in between myself and uh, motorists who were frequenting the road a lot of a lot of people waving uh, which was really nice Um, a lot of people surprised that uh, I was so early I guess would be the reason for their surprise Uh, they weren't expecting someone to be that early through all the check stops and uh, waving Saying good morning to everyone. Um, but yeah, a little bit of a shout out uh, and things that I'm already thinking about for next season is one, I would like to uh, really get my guys uh, that I normally ride with uh, to come out with me. Um, I know that might be a bit of a weird time constraint on their part. Uh, a lot of them are preparing for cyclocross. This is their time of the year where they're starting to peak for that. So I don't know if they wanted to uh, lay down the hammer and just um, burn some matches on a weekend, see if that's uh, something that they're into. Um, And other is going to be... Yeah, I I think I got my nutrition pretty good. I'm feeling really good still uh, post-ride. Oh, post-ride, I should quickly mention. Um, They had a lunch, and they had sandwiches and all those goodies. Uh, So I had a few sandwiches and some uh, veggies... Uh, just top up uh, sort of uh, sort of chatted with a few other riders that uh, I wore a pretty blatantly fluorescent kit today um, and I'll post photos of that on my Instagram which is at uh, Dustin WHT um, but that being said uh, post nutrition I had uh, some sandwiches and some veggies and then also uh, science and sports sports rego uh recovery uh powder it put it in a shaker it tastes like uh, a little bit of peanut butter added to uh chocolate milk if that's uh something that you can visualize um very very tasty very palatable it's not chalky it's very very smooth uh it dissolves wonderfully in water i do recommend water on that one um yeah and uh just finished that and driving home now uh Pretty much the rest of the day is gonna be uh, recovery, so I'm gonna just pretty much end uh, this sort of as I drive and uh, chat to myself here in a car. Thanks for listening. So there you have my long-winded post-ride drive home. There's all sorts of hyphens going on here. Uh, rant in the car. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. I'm very intrigued to actually to hear what you the listener has to say about it. Um, I'm just trying out the hot mic technique uh, for this podcast. Uh It's something that I would like to really bring into the podcast episodes. I really am uh, very curious to know what you think of it. And if you'd like to hear more, I am working on a hot mic idea for while riding. Um, Unfortunately, it didn't work out with the lav mic. Um, It wasn't taking in my my voice or any of the sounds while uh, it was set up. So I only had the uh, handheld mic, so I didn't want to uh, necessarily use that and ride at the same time. Um, But yeah, seriously, I want to know what you think. Please let me know in the comments below. Love to hear from you. All right. So this is uh the segment of this week's episode where um it's not going to be a regular thing, I don't think. But uh it does relate to the podcast in that um there's now a support your favorite podcaster feature uh inherent into anchor.fm uh, and uh yeah. So Anchor, the host and distributor of this particular podcast, unveiled uh, a format that allows you, the listener, to support their favor- or their preferred podcast. Um, and this is actually a quote from an article, uh, I believe in Medium, uh, that I read. Uh, Once enabled on an Anchor dashboard, hosts are encouraged to share a link in their show notes where listeners can plunk down 99 cents five dollars or ten dollars a month for the privilege of audio content. After the money starts flowing in, hosts can collect their earnings by hitting the cash out now button. Anchor's taking a four point five servicing fee from subscriptions on top of Stripe's standard five percent processing charge. iOS and Mac users can also subscribe via Apple Pay. End quote um, now how does that affect uh listeners of the bike shop boyfriend podcast well i'm pleased to announce and share with all of you that uh, i will not be enabling this feature once it is offered in canada the reason being i don't want to monetize you the listener i really value uh who listens to this episode uh listens to this podcast show um And I really don't want to be beholden to anyone paying me to make the content. Uh, I really feel it's my responsibility as a creator uh, to make something that I'm happy with. I don't want to necessarily be tied to dollar figures uh, to make this content. now that's not to say i won't have content that can't be purchased in the future uh like a particular collection of content maybe closer to the sort of friends of the podcast model that the cycling podcast uses uh that they actually use to fund their trips coverage of the grand tours um and also create uh kilometer zero episodes which is bonus content for everyone to enjoy um but however right now this is to me the little podcast that could and i would love to remain it sort of remain free of charge uh for any of my listeners i just want people to actually listen to it and i just want to put it out there for folks to enjoy um i don't know if uh, i will do sort of like a pass around the hat type model uh, in the future like i said but um But that's my particular stance on this support a podcast uh, feature that Anchor will be uh, rolling out eventually to Canada. Um, I want to know actually how you feel about it because it's been sort of weighing on my mind. I've seen it unveiled on a few podcasts uh, for those that are making podcast production values uh, that are way better than this one. Trust me. Uh, This one's very uh, bootstrapped and uh, diy um, and how it's produced uh, episode in, episode out. And, uh, yeah, I'd like to sort of get your feedback on it. So let me know in the comments below. And with that, thank you very much for listening to episode 40 of the Bike Shop Boyfriend podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Dustin. Thank you tremendously. It would mean the world to me if you just left a comment rating on iTunes, rating on Spotify, Apple Uh, play I believe uh, this podcast on wherever you are listening to your this podcast it would just mean the world to me if you just gave it a thumbs up and let me know what you think of it thank you have a good one